What's up, my friends? You're listening to a new podcast of Will's Take On Sports. I'm always Will Walker. Thank you for taking the time to download and listen to my podcast. Listen, thank you, BS3 Radio, for the series of my podcast across the different platforms. The podcast can be heard on. Follow BS3 Radio on social media at BS3 Radio Group. And thank you for also following me on social media at WWS underscore Sports Show. And also, please go to my Facebook play my Facebook page and click the like button and get the instant updates about the various shows that I present. Of course, Will's Take on Sports that you're listening to right now. Will and Friends that I do on Facebook Live on Sundays. And also, my parents do a virtual Bible study on Saturdays every Saturday at 5 p.m. They are on Lesson 14 right now. Thank you for everyone that has taken the time to watch and view those videos. Please, while you're watching, click the subscribe button to their YouTube channel, The Walker Channel. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Dad, for your time. All right, today's HBCU athlete that made an impact in the pro ranks. Didn't actually attend the HBCU and played there. He is current, I think currently, or recently, um, taking some classes at, at an HBCU. But congratulations to Chris Paul for finally making the NBA Finals. Matter of fact, today's podcast 7-2. He finally got there. That's a nod to Chris Paul, and I'm not the biggest Chris Paul fan there is. But anyway, last year in the bubble, Chris Paul showed a lot of support for the HBCUs, brought a lot of awareness after the social unrest that happened in the country during the COVID, um, while we were in the COVID protocols. But anyway, he wore different shoes that had HBCUs, uh, that represented HBCUs. So anyway, I want to give him a nod for his um, continued support for the HBCUs and the awareness that he's bringing to the HBCUs. If you don't know, the HBCUs are historically black colleges and universities. So that is today's HBCU athlete. And he is currently making an impact in the pro ranks. He finally made it. I'm going to get into that very soon in games and individual performances that got my attention. But before I get into that, yo, the sprinter that... Um, was actually um, taken off the Olympic roster after she won Olympic trials. She took responsibility uh, for the positive marijuana, marijuana test, so she will not be attending the games. When this, I, I saw this story on Twitter. Twitter's like my favorite thing now. Like, seriously, it's really like my favorite thing because some of the responses to certain things, politics, TV shows, sports, of course, what I do, it's, it's just hilarious. And I like to chime in sometime myself. But anyway, it's just hilarious that these uh, uh, Twitter is to me. But anyway, the dudes broke on Twitter. And a lot of people say, oh, I'm better from I'm not going to watch the Olympics because of this. You know, this is this is that. And, uh, weed is legal in 19 states or something I saw on, on, in, in one of the tweets. But listen, she took responsibility for her actions. And that is a grown-up. That's a big person. Can't say the same about some things on Twitter, but that's a big person to take responsibility for her actions so hey bad news for her but really honestly i thought it was a big thing that she took responsibility for it all right uh let's see what else is going on yo i'm gonna talk a little soccer on this podcast because the euros have been just absolutely crazy then i'm gonna talk about the gold cup so um bear with me bear with me if you don't know soccer i'm gonna help you out I'm going to give you a little bit to help you out. But it's been quite entertaining as we are now in the quarterfinals of the Euros. And the Euros have absolutely, absolutely been crazy. As a matter of fact, this year in sports has just absolutely been crazy. I mean, who would have thought Tom Brady would have won a Super Bowl uh, at that advanced age in sports for, for a playing career, professional playing career. And he won a Super Bowl this season. 
the NBA playoffs have just been topsy-turvy, upside-down every which way. And the Euros, I mean, France got bounced by Switzerland on penalties. France. France is like the most dominant team in the world of game of football. And they got bounced on penalties. And Paul Pogba, Paul Pogba played the game of his career. I haven't seen him play that well since he was at Juventus. But anyway, I'm going to get into that very soon. Uh, let's see. the Oh, another Olympic situation. Uh, I just want to mention, listen, the young lady, the hammer thrower, I think it's Gwen Berry is her name. She got up, she didn't, you know, she got up there and she just in the national anthem played and she decided not to, you know, I guess show the respect to the national anthem, turned her back to it or whatever. Uh, um, listen, this is a country where we can protest. Should she have protested this time? You know, if, if you listen to me on a consistent basis, I said this when Colin Kaepernick, I just don't think the sports platform is the place to protest. That's just my opinion. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. That's just my opinion. This show is called Will's Take on Sports, and I give my opinions, and that's why you're listening to me. But anyway, that's just my opinion. That's it. But she's entitled to do it. And people are entitled to say what they say in response to her action. It's just that simple. So, but anyway, uh, I want to move on, get into these games. Um, I tell you what. The NBA playoffs, man. I, I just don't know what to say. This this has been absolutely just crazy. What's going on? All these injuries. So, okay, the games and individual performances that got my attention. Of course, I'm going to talk about the game five last night between the Hawks and the Bucks. No Trey Young, no Giannis Antetokounmpo. I didn't watch two seconds of it. I saw the highlights and I didn't see much of the highlights. I know the final score that the uh, Bucks got the win. I know you're probably saying that's irresponsible, Mr. Walker. But no, no Giannis, no Trey. So I had no interest in watching it at all. Um, I did see that Brooke Lopez decided that um, he's a seven-footer or he must have walked by a mirror or something and realized that he's seven feet tall and that he should be on the inside instead of standing in the corner or, uh, you know what I'm saying, at the foul line extended three-point uh, behind the three-point line, shooting threes. So he got close to the basket and had a good game. Pretty good game for him. Good game for Drew Holiday. Another sub decent performance by um, Chris Middleton. Okay, so they won the game. When they had Giannis before he got injured, they they were sleepwalking through game four. They played with a little bit more urgency at home and got the W. I expect the Hawks to turn around. Uh, on Saturday night and try to get the W and, and, and make their seven games. Um, I think Trey Young should be back if he's not. And both teams are, again, without their, their franchise player. The Hawks should pull it off. This has been just a wacky playoff year, man. No LeBron. Um, he wasn't healthy. AD definitely wasn't healthy. He got injured during that Suns um, match, first-round matchup. It's just been really hard for me to watch. I mean, not only did my Miami Heat get swept, in the first round, but it's just been hard because you want to see the top guys play. You you want to see KD and James Harden and and, and and Kyrie Irving from the Brooklyn Nets play because you want to see what that would look like. You know, that that's three very talented dudes, and only one of those guys was healthy, and they got bounced by the Bucks. Same thing, again, AD, not healthy. The Lakers get bounced by the Suns. Kawhi, Kawhi not healthy. The, the Clippers get bounced by the Suns. Looking at the Utah Jazz, Michael Conley, not fully, uh, not 100%. He did try to go in game six. They get bounced by the Suns. Common denominator and everything I just mentioned um, 
is the Suns winning because other teams had injury issues? Hey, that that is what it is. Um, it's been that's the way sports go. Sometimes you get a break where the other team doesn't have their star and you take advantage of it. There's nothing wrong with that. You got to play with the guys that's on the court, whether it's your number one guy in the franchise, franchise or it's the number eight guy uh, 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 on the roster taking his place. Hey, next man up mentality. You hear it all the time in sports. So next man up mentality. So congratulations to Phoenix Suns for making the NBA Finals for the first time since 1993. Chris Paul's first time. He finally made it. He finally made it. Whether it's through the circumstances that uh, that that presented itself during this playoff run to help, you know, to aid the Suns to get there, he is there. And congratulations to Monty Williams. Congratulations to Devin Booker, uh, DeAndre Aiden, Jay Crowder from the Miami Heat last season, um, and now he's going to the finals back-to-back years. Phoenix Suns are probably the most complete team left in the playoffs, healthy and and, and, and health-wise, rather, they are, um, I think. The Bucks are a smidgen better if Giannis is on the court. But if he's not and he's not healthy, then the Phoenix Suns is the best team left. That doesn't guarantee that they're going to win the NBA title. But on paper and in Will's opinion, they're the best team left. And Chris Paul, that 41-point uh, outburst that he had in game six after the Suns choked it up in game five when they had a chance to just advance to the NBA finals in game five. And Paul George had a great game. And then Paul George did not have a great game in game six in La La Land in Los Angeles. Chris Paul showed up. Talk about, let me uh, say something about the situation between Pat Bev and Chris Paul. Chris Paul has done a lot of the cheap, dirty tactics in his time in the NBA and an instance that I can remember in college. I'm really not a Chris Paul fan. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably shocked <laughs> that I featured him with the HBCU segment and I'm giving him the love and the respect that he finally made the M- uh, to the NBA Finals. I, I think he's a talented basketball player. He's a talented point guard. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He's he's very talented. Uh, but just try to told you. But Chris Paul's dirty. He he, he plays a dirty game. He, he's been known to go below the belt on some dudes. So when Pat Bell shoved him in the back, and I saw that, my first initial reaction was, eh, oh, well, he's getting, you know, calmer. But then I looked at it again and said, you know, that was kind of weak by Pat Bell. You push the dude in the back. You're going to confront the buddy, you know what I'm saying, about something he may have said or a tactic that may have been, uh, that have may have happened during the course of that game. You confront the dude face to face. You don't push the cat in the back, Pat Bell. Come on, man. You're bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Confront Chris Paul face to face. Then he went on Twitter and apologized. Told you, man, that Twitter is is <laughs> telling you it is it has become during the pandemic. Twitter has become my entertainment. I promise you, I don't watch TV all that much, and I and when I'm watching TV or from what, like I say, when I watch the games, I'm always looking to see what somebody's saying on Twitter about the current event that I'm watching or you know, the TV show that I'm watching. So it is it's just crazy. But anyway, he apologized to him, and I don't know, Chris. Anyway, that's I guess that's the way they do things now. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the Suns are moving on. They should be the favorites no matter who comes out of there. If Giannis is not healthy, they should be the favorites. You notice I did not make a uh, conference finals pick. I talked about them uh, last week, but I didn't make a pick because it's just been crazy. And it's been one of those playoff years that I haven't seen. You know, I don't like to be prisoner of the moment, but I have not seen – this many guys go down and 
this all these injuries affect so many teams and affect the outcomes of in in, in the playoffs. I haven't seen this, so to see it now it is kind of just weird, and it kind of to me it makes the product diluted. I'm not, I'm I'm already uh, petty that the Miami Heat are not in the, that the, the, the Miami Heat got bounced in in the first round. So, and if you listen to this podcast on a consistent basis, you know me, my team is out. I check out. That's it. I'm done. I'm clean. I am clean. I don't watch, you know, I'll see the highlights, but I'm not spending my time trying to watch because I support my team. I support my Miami Heat. I support my Miami Hurricanes. I support my Miami Dolphins. I support my Miami Marlins. If it's from Miami, I support it all day, every day. Just trying to told you. So when my team goes out, I go out. I'm clean. But I will check out the highlights and see, hey, if LeBron's going against Kawhi, okay, that piques my interest. That didn't, that's not, that didn't happen this year. And, you know, like, or KD making it to the final. KD in the big three making it to the finals against AD and LeBron. That's not happening this year. So we got the Suns going against the Bucks or the Hawks. I mean, it's just not interesting. I'm going to talk hockey here. Don't fall out your chair or don't stop your car. Just keep listening. Give me a minute. Okay, so the Tampa Bay Lightning are going for back-to-back Stanley Cups, the the oldest – the oldest uh, trophy in professional sports. That's what they tell me. I'm going to go by what they tell me because I saw it on Wikipedia also and Google. All right. So we're at game three. The sun, uh, the, the Lightning, not the Suns, the Lightning, the Tampa Bay Lightning, a hockey team in Florida playing in July. That's weird in itself. It's up there up to a, on a team that is – playing in a city and in a country where, you know, hockey should be number one, the Montreal Canadiens. And the Canadiens are down 0-2. But the Lightning are a very good doggone hockey team. I mean, they won the Stanley Cup last year. They're looking to go back-to-back, like I said. That's all I really got. I just want to say that. All right, let me talk about the Euros 2020, man. Uh, It's been crazy. England is in it. That has a lot of interest in this country because the Premier League is really the sport, uh, the European Football League, that is really – uh, I guess you could say more well-known in the States. I mean, even for those who casually follow it, that's how I'm looking at it. Not us soccer geeks like yours truly. You know, I follow La Liga, the French League, the top French League, the Bundesliga, and the Serie A. But, but those who casually watch, like I got friends who they watch it when it comes on, on early on Saturdays and Sundays during uh, American football uh, season, the NFL. So, anyway... England is uh, now onto the quarterfinals. They're trying to win a major trophy for their as as their as a country, whether it's the Euros or the World Cup since 1960s. Man, that and, and that that's a football starved, football crazed, fan based country. I mean, the reaction when they beat Germany was priceless. Uh, now they're moving on. They got a quarterfinal matchup. They're going to play tomorrow against Ukraine. I'm really looking forward to it because Ukraine is a solid team. They're a defense-minded team. They're going to probably play on a counterattack against England. Um, England's got a lot of – I mean, they got great – they got good players on that team. I, I almost said great. They they got good players, and, and Harry Kane's a great number nine. That means he's a great uh, center forward or striker. Uh, he plays up front. He gets the ball. So and, and he's one of the top in the world, and, and he did get a he did get a goal in their last game. So England looks like the t- the team to beat. 
uh, in my opinion, now that France suffered that shocking upset uh, to Switzerland. So now uh, we got in the on one side of the bracket of the quarterfinal matchup, we got Switzerland going up against uh, Spain. And Spain isn't the Spain like in the early uh, 2010s uh, where they were just dominating, winning almost every competition. But they're, they are a good team. They are a solid squad. And you got Belgium and Italy, which is the game I am totally looking forward to because even without De Bruyne, even without Haz- uh, Hazard, Hazard, um, uh, Aiden Hazard, the younger brothers, I think he's going to be either on the he's either going to be in the starting eleven or he'll get some pitch time at some point as a substitute. But that Belgium Italy game with Lukaku going up against those two defensive minded cats or that defensive minded unit at Italy, it's going to be really worth watching for this soccer geek. I'm really looking forward to it. So, and I think the winner could possibly possibly come out of that matchup between Belgium and Italy. Along, like I said, along with England, I think England's a favorite. But those three teams to me, Spain. Huh, yeah, they're all right. I'm, I'm just not sold on them. But anything can happen. Crazy, wacky year. Like I said, never know. So, uh, and the last matchup of the quarterfinals that I possibly want to mention is the Czech Republic against Denmark. If you um, don't know, or if you do know, you know about the situation that happened with Denmark in their opening match game where their uh, star player Christian Eriksen passed out on the field. Yeah, they have just been absolutely inspirational. They've been playing inspirational football ever since. And it's been nice to watch. It's a great story. You need a great story in, the, in, the, in these times, you know. I mean, we still got COVID going on, although everything's opening back up slowly but surely for those of us who are vaccinated and those of us who are not vaccinated are still opening it back up. But anyway, um, it's just been a great story by Denmark without their star player, but they're going up against the Czech Republic, and the Czech Republic is a pretty good dog on football team. Good, good. They really are. So uh, I don't know if the run for Denmark is going to stop there. It should have stopped a long time ago, but it didn't. So who knows? But those are the Euro quarterfinals matchup, and then we got the Gold Cup that's getting ready to come up here um, for CONCACAF. Uh, that's where the United States would participate. If we don't get another United States-Mexico final, I would be terribly disappointed because even though that – my kids on the U.S. side that play top-level European football, uh, they're not participating because it's just so close to the, the European football preseason, and those guys need to get trained uh, with their club teams over in Europe. And the Gold Cup, eh, it ain't that prestigious of a trophy, to be quite honest with you. And plus, those guys did help the U.S. capture the, the first-ever Nations League, CONCACAF Nations League trophy. So, hey, they did their part this summer. So it's going to be made this, – this Gold Cup roster for the U.S. is going to be – basically made up of MLS players. And, and the MLS is a second-tier league. Uh, La Liga, I mean, not La Liga, but Liga MX, eh, it's, it's an okay league, but it is a step above uh, the MLS. So you're going to see those two, uh, Mexico and the United States rosters, pretty much comprised of those two uh, leagues, uh, uh, Liga MX and, and MLS. So, But I just really hope that we get that opportunity to see uh, uh, U.S.-Mexico Gold Cup final. Watch out for Canada. Canada is a team that's going to come up also. They got, they got a pretty good squad. And, of course, Honduras and Costa Rica are just going to make it just tough on whoever they play against because they're just really tough-minded teams, and they play really solid football. And they get physical, too. And let's see how that works for the MLS players uh, <laughs> going into that matchup. So we shall see. All right, that's my time. I don't take much time when I do these podcasts. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to download and listen to the podcast. Again, appreciate you. 
Thank you so much for all the love, for all the downloads that I get. The emails, negative, positive, comments, negative, positive. It doesn't matter to me. It just means that you're listening. Thank you. I close the podcast the same way every single time I say a prayer for somebody. Because prayer changes things. I holler. Be safe.